fish on. This the New York Angler Fishing Podcast, brought to you by nyangler.com, your secret spot online. Hosted by the man who introduced New Yorkers to the world of online fishing, Mr. George Skaka. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the New York Fishing Podcast. My name is George Skaka and I am your host. I'd like to open with what a great fishing season we had. I'm going to say we have just about the best fishery on the entire East Coast between inshore, offshore, tuna, and really have to go too far offshore, uh, whales being seen breaching from the beaches. Where is this place? Long Island, the number one fishing spot on the entire East Coast. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, you can thank the folks that worked hard for getting the bunker bill passed years ago uh, when Governor Pataki was around. And uh, you can also thank the DEC for firming up that bill recently. Again, we had quite a season. We've seen a lot of fish we never saw, not on a regular basis anyhow. So we have uh, things are changing. We have a transition going on, but it sure has not put a damper on our fishing. Uh, The main reason for this particular podcast is I got word that the state is working on a proposal for a saltwater fishing license. I I think it kind of could, you know, would be expected at this point. I'm not going to say I agree or I don't agree or I'm pro or I'm not pro, but I am going to lay out uh, my feelings and what I think many of the anglers, uh, how many of the anglers feel. I, I look, I'm not going to, I'm not speaking for anyone. So, but I do know the main issue is what's going to happen with the money and where is the money going to go. And I'm afraid that this money It's just going to get washed in like anything else. I know you're going to hear dedicated fund, but a a dedicated fund can be rated at any time. It's it's happened time and time again in this state. So, you know, I really, you know, again, I'm not saying that I'm opposed because I haven't seen anything yet what's being proposed. But from what I hear... There, there's a few interesting angles on this issue. Now, again, I want to stress, this is happening in fast motion. I do believe it is going to happen no matter what. We do need anglers to let our representatives know how we feel about this. And mainly also, you know, you have a few people on the Marine Resource Advisory Committee, uh, MRAC, that represent the recreational angler. So I can tell you that there's, there's some of those people are real heavy supporters of a fishing license. If you don't support it, or if you do support it, I think that we're going to have to let them know how we feel, because a lot is going to depend on what they say. You know, in, in many cases... Um, these folks don't know what you want or how you feel or what you think. So another thing I'd like to say is that, yeah, um, sure, other states have it. I don't know the success of it. It's just a money grab in my mind right now. And, you know, we're a democracy. Not every state has to do the same thing. And I really don't see why we need this license. We have a registry that's free. And I'm, I'm afraid we're opening the door to something 
that a lot of people can't, you can't even imagine. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit into what they have in California now. But before I do that, I just want to say last time around, uh, we had, you know, we had a saltwater license years ago. And uh, while we were putting this license together, you know, there, there were things that they said that we were going to do with it. So one, you know, one of the things is, oh, we're going to have more ramps, more fishing ramps. And my feeling was then and is now that I don't see why recreational fishermen should pay for fishing ramp, uh, for boating ramps. Most of those ramps are used by uh, recreational fishermen, uh, recreational boaters, rather, and jet skiers or, you know, whatever. But I don't see why we should be fixing ramps or paying for ramps. I mean, a surf fisherman is never going to use a ramp. So the other thing uh, we were told is that the money will go towards enforcement. Now, I know that sounds good on the outside, and it. I'm not going to say it's, it could hurt, but it's really how, can, how much can it help, right? New York State has over 2,000 miles, close to 2,000 miles of shoreline in the Marine District when you take in the Hudson River and other areas that are managed uh, uh, by DEC. So I think right now we have somewhere, I mean, my numbers off, but it's going it's to be close. You know, we have somewhere around 50, 60 officers handling the uh, Long Island Marine District. So let's say we were to double the enforcement, which I'm thinking would cost a heck of a lot of money. So now you're going to have 80. So, I mean, your percentage is still going to be one in a thousand that you're ever going to be stopped. And we all know that fishing regulations are basically like an honor system. Anyone can beat the system. We all know a person who, you know, feels it's okay to keep a fish one-eighth of an inch short. Um, but the vast majority of people do the right thing. Let's, again, you know, you can poach probably almost every day and never get boarded. I mean, I know many people got boarded this year, but... The fact is, if you're fishing at night, there's just a million ways. It is an honor system. And I think we all know that. So if we double the officers, triple the officers, I, I just don't see how that's helping anybody. I, yeah, to me, it's just going to be more harassment out on the water. That's the way I see it. So again, you know, the, I'm giving you the way I, my feelings about the thing. Now, I also know, you know, I'm a realist, so I know that we're going to be getting something. If we do, you know, we contribute a lot to the economy where, I don't know, a million anglers, 500,000 anglers, whatever it is, we contribute billions of dollars in trickle-down effect to the economy. We also pay a 10% tax already on every single piece of tackle that we buy. You may not know that, but every rod, reel, sinker, whatever you buy, 10% is added on that and it goes to a fund. The What's being kicked about right now is a $20 license. Again, I don't have all the particulars. It's very early, but it is going at the speed of light. So the, uh, the money they're talking about is a $20 uh, license. I don't know anything about, you know, single day licenses. You know, maybe that's going to be five or 10 bucks. 
for a day. But there are a few things in there that really had me concerned. And but when I say in there, but a few things that have been kicked about. One of those is um, requiring charter boats and party boats, requiring an angler to have a license to get on a boat. So rather than a blanket license, which most of the East Coast states that have licenses do, they you're going to have to buy a license before you get on that boat. So because I, I doubt the boats are going to be selling licenses. I guess they could. They do in California. But do they need all that? And how will that affect their business? I think it would really put a dent in things when people are trying to put together a group charter, somebody who's going fishing a couple of days here or there. Um, you know, I mean, the whole thing is a hassle. If, if, if you're going to go out and take your, uh, your daughter's in town and she's got a couple of friends that never fish, if you want to go fishing with them, now you're going to have to get a, a license for that day. Or, I mean, there's just a million examples. This is not just, I know many of you listening are saying, what the heck, who cares about the 20 bucks? You know, we spend so much. But it's much, much more than that. So, so now here we go. It's uh, 20 bucks, right? The thing that really has me is in addition to that, they, they're talking about a $5 stamp fish for striped bass. Now, again, everybody's saying, well, okay, what's well, five bucks? But why are we paying $5 extra to fish for a striped bass? It just doesn't make any sense, right? Do, does anyone listening to this believe that that's it? That's the last, the end of it? That we're not going to hear, oh, $5 for the bluefish, Eight dollars, you know, for a fluke, or ten dollars for a fluke. Who knows? But it opens that door, and I'm really concerned about that. Uh, and I, again, I'm going to tell you what it's like in California. Let me just go to that right now. So I have a page up here on my screen, and it's the sport fishing items and fees for fishing in California. And I'm not going to go through every single little thing because it is a, <laughs> a laundry list of items that get so creative in ways to pick your pocket. Um, so here we go. A resident sport fishing license is 60 bucks. If you're a non-resident, it's 160 Then they have all these other fees. Um, let's see. So, okay, a one-day license is 20 bucks, two days is 30, 10 day is 60. Then they have ocean enhancement validation, recreational crab tracks. If you want to fish the Colorado River, um, if you want to fish for salmon, if you want to fish for sturgeon, if you want to fish for steelhead, spiny lobster, you got to pay for all of those. And the numbers, you know, they're big. And here's one of the best ones. If you want to use a second fishing rod on your boat, that'll cost you 20 bucks a year. In addition to the license, this is all in addition to the license. When you look at it, they also have a lifetime license. I had to mention this because it uh, sums it all up. So the, for a lifetime license, ages zero to nine, 
So you haven't even been born yet. It's $644 for a lifetime license. Zero to nine. Why would they pick zero? I mean, I don't get that. Maybe somebody could, could explain it. Then they have different prices, you know, basing on your, based on your age. Um, but it it's, goes up over $1,000 a year. And in addition, you got to pay another $435 or all the other stamps and the, you know, the steelhead and all that other stuff. That's where I'm at right now. I don't like the stamp at all. I don't see why we need to put in another $5 to fish for striped bass. What makes a striped bass so special? It's not any different than any other fish. I'm sorry. I just don't. What, oh, we're going to do more studies for striped bass? The most studied fish on the planet. There's been more money spent on striped bass on the East Coast than any other fishery probably in history. So why do we need more money for the striped bass, especially here in New York, where we produce the striped bass? We add a lot of striped bass to the, you know, to the overall population of striped bass. I think everybody knows that now. The Hudson River is a huge contributor. So that's where I'm at regarding what I'm hearing about now. Please stay tuned. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. I will be bringing you news as I hear it regarding the license. Again, I, I want to stress that this is not something where you're going to go out kicking and screaming and make a difference. We need to, I haven't figured it all out yet, but I do uh, plan on putting together some type of a plan where we can you know, let our leaders know what we want. If this thing is going to happen, and because I'm telling you, you could kick and scream all you want. You know, the uh, the writing's on the wall this time. Uh, but I, I think we need to organize, let the MRAC guys know, and, and gals uh, know exactly how we feel you know, this is a trying time. Do you want to? Do you want to uh, have people buy a license, assault with a license, up until they're seventy years old? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, once again, let's stay on top of this. If you have an interest, be sure to subscribe here or go to our website at nyangler.com. I'm going to bring you as much as I can. And I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving out there. And until next time.